This podcast is produced by Spin Market and Digital. Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on investing, retirement, and everything in between. And we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve. So let's talk money. And sports. Welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I am Bailey Ashbrook investment advisor representative and i am loving the weather loving. oh my goodness it's beautiful so awesome can't wait to get out there on the golf course and kick cole jasky's butt around but uh, <laughs> yeah. cubs are above 500 cubs are above 500 it's a good day my name is cole peterson i'm investment advisor representative also with central financial group go cubs yep cole jasky financial advisor uh yeah, I mean, we've, Kale and I, my little guy, have been on the golf course about every night here with this nice weather, so it's he's going to be, he's going to be beating me before we know it, so he's my, he's my retirement plan. He kind of <laughs> went, he kind of went viral before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did have a, a video, we'll have to share that, so I'll have to share yeah. that on the business page sometime. Yeah, yeah there we go. Um, Caleb Westall, producer of How to Money with Cole and Cole, uh, digital designer at Spin Market, um, and I haven't really been enjoying the weather outside because I've been working on my house inside, so um yeah, it's been exciting. But Congrats. New yeah. homeowner. Yeah. Yep. yeah. New homeowner. It's, When's it's the baby fun. due again? Uh, three weeks from now. So. All right. Yep. Wow. Get yep. We're, we decided to cram it all into a six-week time period. Get your sleep so. now. Yeah. Yep. I was up from one to four last night with my youngest, so enjoy it. <laughs> uh, I'm looking <laughs> forward to life. it. Unfortunately, no, that happens. I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know much about the Masters, so how'd it go, guys? I know you got the, like these guys live for golf season. If you know their calendars, they got golf blocked off. They're ready. Yeah, right. we do. That's our golf. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so John Rahm won. Uh, I think he was number two in the world yep. going into it. So, I mean, it wasn't a super big surprise, but uh, the way he won as far as uh, coming back, because Brooks Kepka had a four-stroke lead on Saturday, after Saturday's round, right? Yeah, yep. yeah going into Sunday. And, uh, and yeah, it, uh, Rahm just uh, stayed steady, and Kepka kind of fell apart, unfortunately. It, w- it was just odd because the weather was super hot for like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then it like the AC turned on and the wind and the rain. And it was like 50, it was like 45 when they were playing on Saturday morning. Oh, wow, so so yeah, they were like 88, caps yeah, 88 and... to 45. And then it, they got two, like two and a half inches of rain that they Saturday. played during. Yeah. They played most That's of the a, day. Did yeah. the crowd stay? Does the crowd stay weather? Well, yeah. I think you see so. the I mean, tree, yeah, the tree so. situation. Yeah, the, the that trees video fell. was crazy. Yeah. That was yeah. a significant amount of weather they got. And thank God, I mean, I don't know how someone did not get hurt. Like, there was people all around you that heard tree. The you saw that, that yeah. video? Like, it was, that is nuts. Yeah. 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 I, and then Tiger Tiger made the cut. And then, then he withdrew? He, he withdrew on Saturday. He ended up with a, a foot injury of some sort. I didn't hear what happened, actually. But, um, but yeah, he withdrew. And, but he was, he was like, a, it was a, a big time odds thing that he wasn't going to make the cut. There was a bunch of people betting I in feel, Vegas. I feel him. bad just watching him, though. He's just like he just limping. Not, yeah. like, and then the cold weather, you know, that didn't help him. It was rainy. And he's just like, I he, saw, he gets worse. As I saw it goes. someone yesterday who was just like, Tiger, we love you, but you're, just stop. Like yeah. it's time. Pull Kobe. Go focus on your cut. kid's career. They he did. They, they did say. Um, I think it was Joe. His caddy, Joe Lacava, said if he could take a cart 
they got the exemption of Cardi said he'd compete in every tournament still. He but says Tiger he said play. he's not going to yeah, do it. Yeah, he won't do that. He Tiger won't do won't it. Like his, you know, well. He said the integrity of the PGA Tour is too much that he will never yeah. ask for a card. He'll wait till the senior tour. When, she, when you're 50, you can go on the senior tour, um, and then you can use a card. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know who missed the cut was Rory McIlroy. I, I saw know. that. So mm-hmm. and he withdrew from the RBC, which is this week, and and uh, sounds like he's having some injury issues too. So oh, okay, I didn't. We're known golf, golf, so uh, you know, body intensive. On <laughs> yeah, well, the, the fake swings in the office all of a sudden will be the, everyone at work will be just doing their cuts, and I'm like, oh my gosh, guys. Cuts, cuts. You I tell Bailey's not a golfer. What do you that's call a base, it? That's what do you a baseball call it? thing. Cuts, what do you call cuts. it? Swings. <laughs> swings. There's there no like whatever. <laughs> All right, we better get into the yeah. get into the financial. Now I'm going to drill you for that. Really quick before we um, continue into today's topic, and they've already teased it up. It's a really good topic for today. Um, you guys absolutely crushed it last time on listening and sharing um, the episode with Todd Baker. Um, we've seen uh, way more listeners and viewers than we ever had before. So much appreciated. Yeah. Much appreciated. And it do us a favor, keep it up. Yeah. Um, share it with people who would find this interesting um follow subscribe whatever it may be and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to it helps um helps the word uh algorithm the the algorithm and and get the word out even more and so that it can continue to grow so just thank you guys for um all the all the views that you gave us last time and uh just we're excited about it. Yeah, and it was, I mean, partly because Todd was excellent, too. I yeah, mean, yeah. We, we did our we job, I think. Guests. But, yeah, great <laughs> guests. And and thank you, Todd, and, and thank you to the listeners. And yeah. if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen that's to it. That's what I was yeah. just going to yeah. say. It was, yeah. it was, I thought, was our best episode. After I listened to it, I was like, that's our best episode we've ever done. We've done a good job of the guests bringing the I energy. I said we were yeah. going to have better yeah. guests bring in it, bring, it, bring in the energy. You did say that. Bring in the energy, you know, so. And you can tell. It's contagious. Yes. I, For sure. I agree. All right. So this episode, we're going to kind of do go into what like a quarterly check-in is and check in on your guys' goals. And then we're going to talk about hot questions we're getting right now in reviews. And So to set it up, right, we, the beginning of this year, if you go back and listen to uh, the podcast at the beginning of the year, we talked, we all set, you know, hey, clients, we always talk about their goals and objectives and what they're trying to do. So we, we uh, went out on a limb. We all, we all set a couple a couple goals here. So we're going to check back into that. And then we're going to tie it back into how we're having quarterly reviews and quarterly conversations with our clients. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Who should I pick on first? Yourself. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mine, agreed. Uh, my goal, I said to lift more and read 15 minutes a day. You don't look much more buff. <laughs> I don't. I, w- I was going to say <laughs> the lifting more, it's getting there in routine. I've had some sick kids, not excuses, but it's in, it's in play. It's definitely the by the end tough. of the year. Oh, it's just tough with the kids. Man, three kids a lot. And then reading 15 minutes a day, I'm crushing that. But I'm not reading 15 minutes a day, but I'm reading way more chapters a month than I have prior. So There you go. Good awesome. job. Improvement, Good job. right? Improvement. Yeah. Round of applause. I think so many people set goals and they think it's going to happen the first quarter. It's going to happen the first month. And it's like the little things that add up to at the end of the year. Same with your finances. The hardest part is consistency. Just yes. like in, in One paying, percent better. Da- yeah, paying down debt or saving for retirement. It's staying with the plan after you've set it up and... So the same thing with goals and we're kind of having a little accountability session where it's like, oh, we're, you know, Mm -hmm. you got to stay with it. Speaking of accountability, Cole J. Oh boy. Do you remember yours? Do you want me to say them? You stated you wanted to have more control of your schedule, be home by 6 p.m. and then have three family meals per week for connection time. 
Yeah, I've done a poor job of tracking this. Should we call um, Chelsea? But yeah, no, I was thinking about, you know, having her write a little review. You and could, I could call her right now yeah. and have her answer live on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should. Oh my God, she, she'd be. She'd, she'd be great. Yeah, she probably would. She'd, she'd probably razz me a little bit yeah. or embarrass me. But no, I think, uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm putting my Chelsea cap on like I was her. And she, I think I've done a really good job of getting home by six. Am I, you know, am I being home versus being present and not working? You know, I've still got to work on that a little bit, but the meal side, I will say, I think we're on pace to, to have that, but we are going through a kitchen remodel. So it's kind of been chaotic. The meal situ- Yeah. The meal situation, but we've done a good job of connecting and in, in our, our six year olds, uh, you know, he, he enjoys that time. We always do a high and low. My wife always puts me on, what's your high for the day? What's your low for the day? And kale, kale's always, you know, oh, mom again. Uh, <laughs> that every time, mom. You know, yeah. I love we, we go through the, it. We do a little bit of that. Yeah. Like, what was the best part of your day so yeah. far? Or, um, we, I, I guess we don't do the worst part, but we do the best part of our day. And, but I think even if you're, if you, even if you do take, take out, you know, getting around the table or getting somewhere where you're all sitting there eating is, is, uh, is awesome. Putting the phones down, shutting the TV off. That's the hard know. part. Is yeah. we're, we're so wired. Being in. present, right? Okay, Cole P, your goals were work out more, sleep better, and then also you and Molly have one night a month for a good date night. Yeah, so I, I feel like I have been sleeping better. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I've had That's a little cool. less on my mind as far as uh, work and kids and everything else. But you got a uh, bunch of good people around you. Yes, yes. Yeah, you got to hire you're doing Shout out, Bailey. You, thanks. Uh-huh. And, and just, team and staff. And you're doing what you enjoy more. You're you had a lot on your plate. Yes. Yes. So, um, and then, uh, the workout part, I, I've done a pretty good job, but I don't want to work out more. What, what does that mean? But you go from zero, it's pretty easy to improve zero times a when week. The baselines, <laughs> the baseline. <laughs> I went for a bike ride last night. I think I, the weather improving is going to really help me because yes. I, I hate going to the gym and on a treadmill, I like dread it so bad. So it's getting being outside. Able, yeah, yeah. Being able to just go get on a bike and just go ride, even with your kids, just or go walk. for a walk I or agree. anything like that is, is, uh, is good for me. Um, regarding date night one time a month, I don't, we don't really track it, but we've made it, we made a concerted effort to try to make sure that we're spending time just me and Molly. Um, we just did that this last Friday where we went to a concert, just me and Molly. So what concert yeah. was that? Uh, Pitbull. Sing us a little lyric. Sing us a little lyric. I we need Molly. Here. I don't even know my Pitbull music. <laughs> Fireball. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Hey, yeah. be careful. Copyright laws. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure, we're at the Pitbull concert. Joseph's watching the uh, other kids, and I get a phone call from Joseph that one of them is not doing so hot about going to bed. So I have to leave the concert to come back in, and I, I do that, leave to answer the question, and then I come back in. He calls again. I have to leave the concert, and then there's no re-entry. Oh, so I no. was out of the concert for the last 20 minutes. I missed the fireball. Oh, <laughs> Molly's just standing there by herself. She was. Uh, she she was it. not standing there. I can she tell you dancing. that she was dancing her buns off. So that's um, awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. Anybody has the chance to go see Pitbull, and I've told everybody in this room, it is. He's awesome. He's really? awesome in concert. Lots of energy. Um, I, I, I would like say his it music was, is so you yeah, can see you could see yeah that. It, and it it, it, w- it was in a 21 and over setting um but i would say like 15 16 year olds would be fine like he does a little bit of swearing but it's not inappropriate or anything like that so yeah um but it was shout out fun. pitbull yeah i'm still in my head trying to think of pitbull songs and i know so many but i'm on my i'm in my head yeah. how about caleb 
Can't yeah, leave Caleb, him out of here. I already know he, he 100% success rate on yep. this goal. Here we go. This yes. was easily I had, tracked. I had one goal, so I was going to buy a house, and I checked that box faster than I anticipated. So That's um, exciting. Yeah. So we are, me and Lily are now homeowners. Congrats. So. Awesome. You yeah, got awesome. the nursery ready and ready for the baby. Yes, we do, actually, because Lily was very motivated to get the nursery done. So we got it done super quick. Good for her. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. All right. So we've checked in on our goals. We kind of like clients to check in. And right now we're doing a lot of reviews with clients. What does a quarterly review? What are what are some things we're looking at, Cole J? I think just just like we're doing here, we're, we're kind of having that accountability check of, um, let's use the example of, you know, client met last year. He had $12,000 of credit card debt. And we're like, hey, by, by, you know, April 1st or whatever it might be, I want to have half that paid down. We're having those conversations. We're obviously doing our standard you know, allocation, you know, savings checks, going back to all your goals, your retirement based goals. But it could be, you know, as, as small as small as that is like, hey, I want to chip away at this debt I had, or uh, I want to save, you know, I want to have $5,000 saved more for my for my kids education, things like that. But you know, it's continued. It's, it's always uh, one thing I think we pride ourselves on is being client specific. And you know, and just having that conversation. So we're doing a lot of that, you know, there's a lot of things going on tax time, things there it kind of pertains on the year and when you're meeting with that client but uh yeah it's uh it's really relevant the to the conversation we're having. having the conversations and i want to add this too is everyone gets so excited in the beginning of the year to look at everything you have these goals you're like i'm going to do xyz and then it's good to review it but there's because life all of a sudden will blink and it'll go by and you kind of have a story too a client called you and this is kind of what happens when i'm not saying happens when you don't pay attention but stuff sneaks up on you like retiring yeah Yeah. so so we typically we typically do annual reviews with people now some some people we check in with more frequently so when we're saying the quarterly review yeah annual review semi-annual yep yeah yeah so just want to clarify that but uh but yeah i had a a client that that i thought was retiring in january and i called her last uh uh, i believe it was november and just you know hey i wanted to just check in with you i know retirement's coming up she's like oh yeah i retired in may and i was like okay and you're like i kind of need to know <laughs> um and then, you know i after a slight pause and kind of some laughing i said don't you think your retirement planner should know that <laughs> and she was like yeah i was gonna tell you i just kind of you know forgot and been on vacation and stuff like that so it was it we laughed about it but um yeah communication is the key with yeah. your retirement planner but that's um, that's a great thing i was gonna say because you reached out there was some reason you reached out and you had that conversation and now there's probably some action that's going to happen after that, where if you didn't reach out, say it was six more months down the road, you know, and then, you know, maybe you lose something, out on yeah, some opportunities. Yeah, or compounds, and maybe there's a problem or we don't have the tax situation set up, something there, yeah. you know, so it's great, great. It forces you to have some of those conversations. Well, and I think we, we talk about this a lot that don't go at retirement alone. And, yeah. and there were some things, and I asked her some questions and she's like, oh yeah, I didn't do that. Oh yeah, I didn't do that. I'm just like, well, we need to, you know, get those things tidied up now that you've retired we've got a file for medicare we've got a roll over your 401k we got to get these things taken care of um and and not that she did totally anything wrong i mean everything can be taken care of but there are some timing issues with some certain things that if, if you don't know or don't follow those there could be some consequences so 
um, you know, we got everything taken care of, but it was just kind of a surprise. I was just like preparing to have the retirement conversation and, and it was already had to happen six months earlier. So. Once well, it goes back to being proactive and it, it's, you kind of don't, especially with finances being re- reactive versus proactive. And that's the same thing with goals. And when I say quarterly review, we're not meeting with you, but just checking in, like, am I saving enough? What's my cash flow look like? And everyone's different if you're in the accumulation phase or the retirement phase, but that's a great example of retiring. Like there's certain steps and it takes time and to get that all organized. Yeah. The last year of your retirement, I typically am going to meet with you probably three or four times just because, because hopefully you only retire once. Uh, hopefully you only elect social security once. Hopefully you only, you know, do all these things one time and we want to make sure we get it right the first time. We don't want to have to go back and try to fix things. So we're going to, especially that year and maybe even two years out from retirement, we're going to want to meet with you pretty frequently just to make sure also that we're on track because we don't want to screw it up for you either. So that's a, that's a big, uh, big year or two that we, uh, we'd like to meet with you for sure. This podcast is produced by Spin Market and Digital. Located in Fort Dodge, Iowa, Spin Market's highly skilled team can help you increase your market by updating your website, improving SEO, designing advertisements, and producing podcasts that will grab the attention of your market. Contact Spin Market today for all your digital marketing needs at digitalagent at spinmarketwith2ks.com or call us at 515-302-8026. And to learn more, visit our website at www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. That's digitalagent at spinmarket.com or 515-302-8026. Or visit our website, www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. All right, let's hear some dollars and cents. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. You guys are getting really good at that, by the way. That was like boom, 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 perfect time. Sorry. Yeah. We're professionals. Yeah, I was sitting here listening. I was kind of like, oh, that's that's awesome. I thought Cold P might give a little pit bull tone on that. Fireball. Yeah. (laughs) Dollar, dollars. All right, missing money. Here's our dollars and cents today. The National Association of Unclaimed Property Administrators estimates there are $70 billion in unclaimed assets across U.S. state treasuries. That's about- That's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. They, they're, this stat, I mean, they average one in seven Americans have unclaimed property that's unclaimed. What does Hopefully that mean? just one billion of that is mine. Yeah. yeah. No. I looked at my, well, there's a, I'm going to give you a website here at the end for a little oh, actionable yeah. item, but- we I can put my that name, in the show notes. I looked my name up. Nothing. I don't have any unclaimed property. I know. I know know where my money is. So it's about one in seven, like I said, about one in seven Americans have unclaimed assets that range from, you know, it could be dormant bank accounts to, you know, unclaimed life insurance benefits. I think one of you guys talked about- Lost 401ks. Like a lot of young people have 401ks and they switch jobs and forget. So to check this, you know, to see, you can go to, there's a website, uh, it's missingmoney.com. That's it, missingmoney.com. You can type in your last name, a state, or just type in your last name. Now, if you have a, you know, Peterson, you know, there's probably a lot of Petersons. So, you, know, you don't have to put like your social security yeah, number or nothing, anything like that. Nothing, no. and, you, and it, it's by state and it'll even have your name. Like I saw some of my relatives on there and then it has an asset amount. Obviously, if it's a large asset, it doesn't disclose. It says undisclosed on there so you can see. But if it's like a petty cash amount, say it's like 25 bucks or I saw a lot of like PayPal 
or things where someone probably had a closed account or a closed bank account and stuff. But yeah, interesting. Did you so, let your family know? Uh, no, I haven't yet. I started, you know, typing my family in. I did a bunch just to <laughs> see. Searching. I was like, just in case, you know, and I want to be the hero here. We will, right. And we'll sure. put the we'll put the the website address yeah. in the description of this episode so you guys can go click on it and go check yeah. for yourself. But I do think that ties in. We as just Americans, we live a very, very busy life and I think it's so easy to not review, not check in with yourself and lose some stuff along the way. But that's an interesting stat. How often have you had that of like, oh I have a I know I have an account somewhere, but I can't even. And sometimes it takes at. us months to find it. Yeah. 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 We're you calling call numbers. It's like, if you don't have a statement or you know what company it's at, I mean, you can call your old HR department and they're probably going to know where it's at, but I'm talking about 401k specifically. But if you don't have a statement or have an idea of where it's at, it's, it's impossible for us to find. I guess I could probably start going on this website when people yeah. do say that and typing their name in and see if they do have any. I wonder so. how many unclaimed life insurance benefits i bet there's a lot probably a lot just because yep. one they don't have the benefit yep. beneficiaries the way i want them or the correct contact information or someone didn't settle an estate correctly or they didn't have a will and it just you know is still at the insurance company well I, I, but typically when you fill out the beneficiary information you give them their address and phone numbers and stuff and that stuff changes obviously so if they send the death claim packet out after they get the death reported from you know wherever uh that that might go to the wrong address. That's what I'm so, saying. And then yeah. they don't even know about Someone it. Someone doesn't even know. That old school, there's a lot of people old school too. They don't even tell their family what's coming down the down the pipe. So we're the, making sure having that, you know, that uh, organizational drawer with all your life insurance policies and then safety your, box. your Cole Peterson's, you know, uh, business card in there knowing that Cole handles my finances. So you can call in that conversation. 100%. All right. Good, good money, dollars and cents. Okay. So we've done the quarterly review. We've reviewed ourselves personally. Okay. What are some top questions you guys are hearing right now in the first quarter from clients? Yeah. So we were, Cole and I were kind of, I guess us as a, as a group, we we're spitballing on what the content uh, for this podcast would be. And, uh, you know, we're like, well, let's talk about, you know, what our clients are asking us, you know, and what sure. are some, you know, some of the most common topics. And, you know, I think one of the points that are out there are key topics, things that are on the news, you know, government, however it might be is social security, right? Cole, yeah. how often do you get that question? Social security, uh, Almost almost every meeting because people are worried about uh, what's going on in Congress. Will I get Social Security? Yeah. That's the, is it going to be there for me? Yep. Will well, I have something there? What's going to happen with Social Security? And and uh, right now, uh, basically, er everything is, is quote-unquote fine until about the year 2033 or 2034 with no changes. If Congress makes absolutely no changes, everything will be fine until 2033 and 2034. Now, in 2033, if the Congress if Congress has made absolutely zero changes, does that mean your Social Security will go away? No, uh, your Social Security will not disappear. Uh, your if you have not claimed your Social Security, if you're like me, Cole's age, you know, and have not claimed it, or is your Social Security benefit going to go away completely? No. Uh, what it means is in 2033 or 2034, Social Security does not have enough money to pay out their um, liabilities. Uh, they become what's called solvent. And what that means is they're going to be able to pay out about 75% uh, of everybody's benefit. So if, uh, if you're collecting $1,000 from Social Security in 2033, if they haven't made any changes, it'll go down to 750 Now, also along with that, are they going to let it get that far? I do not think so. That's what I was just going to yeah, say. I, gonna I, don't, say yeah. I don't want people to freak out because think of, I mean, I was just, as you were talking, I was like, what are two things that they could do? First thing first and foremost, and this might cause an uproar, but they could just change the date uh, of the full retirement age. A lot of people, depending on your age, when you're born, you're, you have a full stated full retirement age. They could bump that up a year. 
and that could change the whole system. Or they could say people that, you know, you make, I, there's a max wage that you have to pay into social security. They could just bump that up to where I think it's like 150,000 or something like that. I don't know the number exactly, but they could make people that make up to 200, you have to pay social security tax on all that, all the way up to that where it's capped out. There's a lot of minor things. Now to some people, it might feel like a big thing, but there are a lot of things. It's just a matter of getting, you know, unfortunately getting our government to agree on something to what? try to fix the system. I know. No way. So. As, as you know, the government typically waits to the last minute yeah. to make these changes. And, and uh, I believe it was in 1981 like, or 82, um, Social Security actually borrowed like $10 million from Medicare when they had to make the first set of changes. So the retirement age used to be 65 for everybody. Um, they bumped it up to 67 during that year and they had to borrow a bunch of money from Medicare. This used to be part of my Social Security seminar when I was at principal. I used to know all the numbers and I feel like I'm talking really fast right now, but anyway. You're talking like me, I <laughs> yeah, like it. Yeah, um, so they will make adjustments. Uh, I can't guarantee that, but they will make adjustments to hopefully push that date out farther. The The change that you're talking about where they lift yep. the lid of that maximum. So if you say you make $300,000 a year, your first 150,000 is you pay social, into social security. Yep. The next 150,000 you don't. Yep which most people don't know that, um, that other 150000 you don't pay any Social Security or Medicare tax. There, there's so, a lot of things they could do, yeah, right? Yeah, so even if they lift that lid, like you said, to three hundred, I think the stat I gave, if they lifted it to the highest tax bracket, which at that time was like four fifty, that it would now extend out to 2080. Yeah. So it was like they need to just make a minor change to really get this thing out, but they probably are going to change the full retirement age. Yep. Uh, most likely or right now the full retirement age is 67 they won't change it on me i know i'm older than you guys they probably won't change it on you but they will change it on anybody under the age of say like 30 um so caleb uh who doesn't really you're working forever caleb right your generation lovely lowest voting percentage don't they will change it on you and they will change it to probably 70 uh because by that time your life expectancy will be a lot longer so yeah, they're gonna live way longer yeah so that they, they will change those things and they'll make it gradual and they'll do all the stuff that they did before but uh the big thing is lifting the lid um or increasing that amount and that'll that'll really help out you're, you're gonna make my point here though and we're talking about all these variables of let's not rely on social security as your only only retirement-based asset, right? That's what we don't want to do. Yes, it, we love it if it's there and it's a supplement, but it's there as a supplement, not as your, you know, it's obviously most people's benefits are anywhere from 1,000 to 1,500, you know, in our area, and that could change, obviously, but um, that's not enough to live on. So let's Correct. let's not have to worry about whether Social Security has money to pay me out or not. Let's make sure we're saving the assets have a plan. That's a great point. Don't don't trust the government yeah. to save you. Yep. Yeah. So after after our clients ask the question and we kind of go through this conversation, we say, okay, but yeah, you know, we're we're expecting Social Security to be there. We want it to be part of your retirement, but it can't be your you know all of your retirement. And most of the clients that are coming to us don't don't think that that's going to be their whole retirement anyway. But um, the uh, the Social Security was never designed to be a retirement plan. Yep. It was designed to be a pension plan, which is supposed to not make up for, you know, it was only intended to make up for 25 to 40% of your, your earnings. So that's what it should do. So it's a, it's something that should supplement your retirement. And uh, we feel like it will continue to supplement people's retirement uh, going forward. Um, and, and it's definitely a conversation that we have with people. All right. Hot question two. We're getting cold Jasky. The difference between capital gains and versus ordinary income. 
Yeah, just so taxis. Yeah, it? taxation, right? We're in that taxation where people now, they got those 1099s or the 1099Rs at the end of the year and they're giving them their tax time and now they're having to figure out what they paid in taxes or why we're paying more than I did last year or whatever it might be. So just a brief education here. There's two really ways of taxation. And I'm going to talk specifically to investment accounts like we would, you know, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, retirement accounts. There's ordinary income, which is just, you know, you have a, have a wage, you pay your, you know, your, your stated tax bracket based on, um, on how much money you've earned that year and your filing status and so on and so forth. And then there's uh, capital gains. And those are two completely different rates. And that's what I want, you know, people to understand because a lot of times they're like, oh, I'm paying a lot of taxes and they don't quite understand the difference. And, and really a capital gain comes in is when you hold an asset for over a year, year and you sell it for a gain. And um, capital gains, the max rate that anyone can pay is 20%. And that's if you're making over $400,000 a year in income. Majority of Americans pay 15 or less. And a lot of people that are in retirement have very low incomes could actually pay zero on, on federal. I'm talking federal capital gains. State laws, state tax laws are different based on the state you live in. So talk to your local, you know, yeah. local tax advisor there. That's a big difference. So that's where, for example, one reason why I like to talk about this clients is the taxation of dividends. I'm a huge dividend person or think of like income stream. Dividends, if they're considered qualified, and I'm not going to go into what's qualified, <laughs> non-qualified dividends, but if they're considered, which majority of them are, if you own a U.S. stock that pays a dividend, it is taxed at the capital gains rate, not ordinary income, which for someone in retirement could equal zero taxation if it's below a certain threshold versus if you, if that's considered earned income, you're probably paying, you know, 10, 15% minimum on that. So that's important to know what you have, right? And understand the different types of taxation. And that's where, again, we kind of always circle back to having that conversation. That's why it's important because there are ways to make money and really keep your tax strategies. bill. Yeah. Strategies to keep mm -hmm. your tax bill, tax bill relatively low. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people know the difference. I think they just get their taxes and they're like, eh. well, I get that a lot on the other side too, that uh, people think that IRA distributions are taxed at capital gains rate, which yep. they're not. They're taxed at ordinary income. So if you make a hundred thousand dollars and you take $20,000 from your IRA, that $20,000 is going to be taxed at the rate of you know, between 100 and 120,000. It's taxed at the top, the top rate too. That's where people, mm -hmm. people make this mistake. When you take an, an IRA distribution and you're still working, still have an earned wage, it's not sure. taxed at the lowest rate. It's taxed at your very top. So if you're paying, you're creeping into the 22% bracket and you take $20,000 out, you're paying 22% on all that money. Not, you know, the first- That's a really valid yeah, point. Because we have people do, do that. A lot. And that's a huge thing. They're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I that. I wouldn't and have then, taken that much yes. money. Yes. Oh, so drives me nuts. That, that's one thing. Type that, A people, yep. no way. <laughs> All right, here's a let's uh, last question. We we went through top three. We're kind of getting right now. So here's another one we got. Should I be paying down my debt more or investing more? What interest rate do you have your debt at? My house is at two point three four. That's the only debt I got right now. So I don't, I'm just you. Like, okay. So so there's and when I have this conversation, I talked. You to clients about what is good debt, what is bad debt. Yep. That, that is really what I talk to them about. Good debt, um, house debt, car debt under under 5%, let's just say, um, you know, zero interest uh, loans from homemakers, something like that. Um, that's good debt. So you don't necessarily need to pay that off. You can pay it off a little bit quicker than normal, but you don't necessarily need to make that the focus of what you're, what you're doing with your money. 
uh, bad debt, obviously credit cards, high interest, uh, you know, like loans. Most credit cards are north of 18%. It, it's right wild. Now. Yeah, yeah. So, and we're seeing the consumer spending data and, and debt data for consumers skyrocket. So mm-hmm. that's a concerning thing because those interest rates are not cheap and they're variable, right? Versus your they, fixed. Maybe your explain fixed, that. Yeah. yeah. Variable rate, like credit card debt, credit cards can adjust monthly. I don't think people yeah, know that. Yeah. And so, so if interest rates skyrocketed here the last nine months, we've gone from the Fed funds rate to basically nothing to, I don't know what it is, four and a half percent, whatever it is. For example, you know, those credit card companies are setting, you know, they're, they're, what they're lending that money out or letting you use on that credit card debt based on the Fed funds rate or based on, you know, interest rates as a whole, depending on how they're, they're structured. And those can adjust monthly. So if rates have gone up and we've seen rates historically, you know, the pace they've moved the last 12 months is a historic amount. So people are, are seeing that and, and paying yeah. a significant portion of interest rate on their credit card. I don't know the statistics, but I know it's jumped up a lot how much credit card debt people are carrying over since COVID. And yeah, I think a lot of people accumulated it during COVID because they were online shopping or bored or <laughs> whatever, but, uh, all of the above. It's yeah, a good, that's a good point too. I was, uh, I'm and again, I was feeling like preaching. I don't want to come across that way, but it's like Preach. those, those decisions of like putting something on a credit card. Like, is it, is it, you know, necessary or discretionary? Right. Like right now we're in that period where things are a little tighter. I think we can see like inflation's catching up with people. Saving rates are going down, you know, wants and needs, wants and needs. And that's a, that's an important thing. Do I need to have that credit card balance for, for this next six months? Knowing that, Hey, Christmas, you know, I got to have money saved for Christmas. I got to, so making sure having those conversations and, and, you know, thinking before you just hit the button. It's so easy just to say Apple pay and double click yeah. and you got it your house two days. We're in a spending world. Well, I see now you can like buy stuff on Everything isn't on a stall payment. Yeah. Like you could buy clothes, like a hundred dollar dress and you can pay 25. I'm like, wow. Apple are- like kind of makes you do a lot of their like Apple watches and stuff. They want you to be on like the installment payments with Apple. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. They're trying to get everyone to just the recurring revenue or just like Netflix, you know, $12 a month. <laughs> and I'm going to tie this back to the beginning again, just reviewing yourself. Like we obviously financial advisors are so important, but to just keep checking in on yourself, like how much money am I making? Is my income going up? Is it going down? How much do I, what is my goal? Do I want to be investing 15% a year or whatever it may be? And that can also direct you. Should I be paying this debt off? Or are we going to, are we worried right now? Do we have our emergency fund saved? There's so many variables into it. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to come and ask a financial advisor, what I should do as far as paying off debt or investing uh, versus investing, we're, we're typically always going to tell you to, to diversify that, you know, do, do, you know, a little bit of both, but at the same time, know what interest rate you're paying. And that's a simple look online or uh, phone call to, to figure out what interest rate you're paying, because that's the, I wouldn't say it's a frustrating thing, but when I, when I ask people what interest rate and they don't know, it's like, well, I can't give you, I can't yeah. give you advice if I don't know what interest rate you're paying. Um, so a lot of times they'll have to leave that meeting, go make those calls and get that information back to me. And then we can uh, make a better, uh, make a better judgment on what we should do. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of, this isn't so much uh, interest rates, but me and Cole J and actually Eddie were talking about this too negotiating bills. Like, I don't think people understand this. We were talking about medical bills and you had a family member who had a huge medical bill was just paying off a little at a time and just maybe sitting through right now and organizing. Okay. What do I, you can call some of these places and a lot of the credit card companies, yes, that's you, our, can, thank you. you can do some things where you can get on a, you can lock in a rate where it's like, Hey, I'm not going to use the card anymore. They, they feel like they're not going to get paid back the full balance. If they don't, the credit card company always says so you can do some things where you can call and negotiate. And, you know, there is some negotiation there. And obviously they're not going to be like, just, Hey, wipe my, you know, wipe my debt clean. I'll let me restart from scratch. But 
you know, there are things to do and that's, that's, you know, it takes the initiative, you know, you got to go out and do that or talk to, you know, talk to Cole. I'm giving Cole all kinds of shout outs today, but yeah. go talk to Cole P. Yeah. You know? For sure. All right. That was great. That was the three things we're hearing right now. Uh, I will be checking in again with you guys and your goals. Don't think I'm going to let you I love you it. The love hook. the accountability. Yeah. And it's good to have accountability with a financial advisor or just someone you can talk to. So and talk to your, I think this too, talk to your spouse, talk to, you know what I mean? Be a team on the finance front end. So, and like Caleb said, go like, subscribe, share the podcast. And this is for the golfers in the room because it's golf season, baby. The more I work and practice, the luckier I seem to get. Gary, player. Go Cubs. You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of the Central Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. To learn more, visit their website at www.centralfinancialgroup.com and follow them on all their social media platforms. For now, I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. For... Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only, and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary, therefore... The information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.